2: yo me a few months ago would never have said that i'm actually shocked that i just said that
3: hello and welcome slash welcome back to the miseducate podcast my name is sarah Gathugu, host and owner of the miseducate blog and now podcast This podcast is centred on having open and honest conversations about the aspects of life we have been misinformed on. Whether that be relationships, religion, culture, you name it, I'm here to talk about it. On mini episodes, I will be solo and talk about different topics of my own miseducation. On full episodes, I'll be inviting guests to talk about their own experiences of miseducation and what they are doing to re-educate themselves this podcast is not here to provide you with the answers, but perspective. It aims to make you laugh, think, and hopefully spark conversations for change. None of us have it right. We have all been miseducated. On this episode, I am joined by my friend, Frida James, as we talk about breakups, daddy issues, healing from the past, and can we ever truly get closure from our exes? There's a lot more that we cover too, so without further ado, let's get into it. Hi, Editing Sarah here again. I wanna preface that this episode was recorded in the summer during the heatwave, So please be mindful that the noise that you hear in the background were the fans stopping us from melting. Let's get back into the episode. So today we have Frida. Frida James, she has come back. You know her from episode eleven. Hello. And um, yeah, she's my friend. Of course, she has to come back. She's probably gonna have multiple episodes. I'm not even. Gonna lie. I need more. <laughs> there needs to be more. It I'm wasn't very even wise. Like a, not even like a, oh. I thank have a you. lot of things to say. It was like yes.
2: I have a lot of things to say. No, oh, I like feelings that. I appreciate that. I should be co-host. <laughs> to be honest, I just want to do half of the work I have to do. I would love yes. Teach me.
1: Honestly, we'll I feel
2: like Sylvia has the title of co-host. Because she's... She's guest in resident. Yes.
3: She's... She's Creative known. director. Oh! All the different things. <laughs> now, this educate is a joint effort. Yeah? Between the Gatigui sisters. I love that. We do a lot. Yes. <laughs> no, she's your number one supporter, for sure. She is. 100%. 100%. But... Frida James, you are now on the episode. Yay! And you said that you have a topic that you would like to talk about about what you have been learning mm. about yourself recently. What yes. you've also been unlearning. Yes. As per miseducate. Of per course. And so. Of course.
2: Yes. Share
3: with us what is it you
2: have been learning. I guess. Yeah, I'd say. The last year has been one of the most impactful times of my life in terms mm-hmm. of the things I've experienced in my personal life mm-hmm. that have led to a lot of personal development and unlearning and just a lot of truth seeking and soul, and soul searching. Mm-hmm. Um, my uncle passed away a year ago Tuesday Mm -hmm. Um, I broke up with my first boyfriend also a year ago Mm -hmm. almost a year ago and grieving a loved one the loss of a loved one and grieving kind of the end of a very emotional, exciting relationship was hard, mm-hmm. but also extremely insightful mm-hmm. into the person that I am now and the person that I have tried very hard to become.
4: Mm-hmm
2: the past year I'd say a lot of revelations a lot of crying a lot of honesty a lot of crying Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah just a lot of relief as Mm -hmm. well kind of like a deep breath Mm -hmm. into fresh air Mm. that has just been so fun for me to watch I don't know because obviously I tell you everything don't know if it was fun to hear but I enjoyed kind of that those aha moments like oh Mm -hmm. okay this is why this Mm -hmm. is why I'm feeling this way Mm. and allowing myself to grieve and grieve and grieve and grow and cry and take a step back and then grow and kind of become this person that I'm so happy to be and I think doing this as well has come at such a perfect time Mm. because I officially ended ended a situation in a relationship that was really bad for me
4: mm.
2: in hindsight. And I just wanted to talk about it. I wanted mm-hmm. to share that because mm-hmm. it's fun. it's, I think it's a joyous experience when you understand yourself more mm-hmm. and you've learned so much that you want to share that
4: mm-hmm.
2: because I know that. It may seem as if everything you're going through in life is just you and you alone. But mm-hmm. really and truly, there's someone else who's going through something similar. Yeah. Or maybe the same. Mm. Like, we, you broke up with your boyfriend. And I never really fully understood because I had never been in a relationship. But the minute I went through what you had gone through, it was like a year later. It was,
3: it was like a a couple of months. Yeah, because I we broke up at the beginning of the year, and then like by August September time yeah. last year, that's when you. When and I, I yeah yeah,
2: so it was like we were, we were in sync. I was shook. We and obviously obviously together. It was it
3: was like
2: damn like so. I was going through the same thing, mm. and I don't think. No, I don't think I'm grateful. No, I'm not grateful. <laughs> Let me rephrase it. Mm-hmm. I'm blessed that I had you mm-hmm. with me to go through that because mm-hmm. I honestly don't think that I would have made it through the okay. end of last year if it was not for you and my friends oh my goodness mm. like, you guys were my everything I didn't I didn't have sadly I didn't have my family to learn because we were going through our own thing which I realized in hindsight I'm talking to other people who have lost family members that happens when you lose a loved one the family yeah. kind of like breaks apart a little bit but mm-hmm. like for us it was <laughs> it was a lot <laughs> like, but, like we had grief, grief yes grief
3: brings out a lot of like emotions we had
2: never experienced that in my entire family like mm. my immediate family mm-hmm. we had never lost someone close like that that this was our first time we didn't know what we were doing mm. we didn't even know how to grieve mm. let alone grieve together mm. and support each other through that grief yeah so it was a very isolating time and then again I lost some i Ended a relationship, I lost a relationship that w- had become so important to me. I leaned so heavily on my friends. Mm. And some people don't have that. Mm. Some people don't have people to don't have lean that su- on. They don't, don't have the someone step. to understand what they're going through at that time. Mm. And I feel like, you know, having this conversation and talking about it, maybe that's going to help someone. Maybe someone's going to hear something that they needed to hear. Maybe they're going to be like, oh, aha, uh-huh. yeah, that was me. Mm. And it breathes positivity because mm-hmm. this is, it's not a positive experience, but it has led to positivity yeah. and happiness and life. Mm.
3: Yeah. I'm going to say a really toxic thought right now. Say so, yeah. it. Toxic thought for me was when you were going through your breakup. Mm-hmm. I, at that time, had, or at least, and also just kind of like things were going on within our friendship group Mm -hmm. in like personal relationships Mm -hmm. and romantic relationships Mm -hmm. whatever was going down for me personally I remember even being like am I toxic right now because I genuinely was happy. Like, yes. Because I was like, finally. Break up with your boyfriend. I was like, at least I'm not, al- I was like, I'm not <laughs> alone anymore. Because it was kind of like, I don't think I really shared as much as what was actually happening until you guys were kind of also uh, in a similar hundred
2: place. 100 Sarah, I didn't even know half the I shit couldn't, you were going I
3: couldn't through I couldn't until I couldn't express after it. I broke up. I couldn't express it. Because yeah. I was like, they don't understand. Yes. So I was like, you know what? It's fine. Like, I think that was also around... Like, I was very close with my sister around the time because mm-hmm. she had gone through a breakup. breakup. So when I, I was just talking to her about things and she understood. Do and breakups th- bring people together? Who they make thought? you.
2: They make you love your friends more. They make you appreciate mm-hmm. good, healthy
3: relationships. I, I think it really does make you <laughs> appreciate the relationships <laughs> and the friendships that you have no, in your life. I feel like... All your relationships
2: deserve the same amount of love and attention but friendships are just different.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: They're just different. hmm Personally. Because like men come and go. Bitches come and go. Can I swear <laughs> on this podcast? Yes, you can. <laughs> They come and go but like your friends, especially the good friends, mm-hmm. they stay and I'm like, oh, I needed my friends. hmm Yo, last year was mad. hmm It was a lot. Yeah. I tried to put on a brave face and like, like party and stuff but I was sad. <laughs> I was so heartbroken. I was mm. insane. But, I don't know. I I think of it this way. There was, and I've said this to you before, I thought there was the me before my relationship, there was the me during my relationship and there's the me now. Mm-hmm. And I love the me now more than I love the me before my relationship.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And the me now cries for the me that was in my relationship. Mm-hmm. Because the me that was in that relationship had let go of so much of her beliefs mm. that she had before the relationship. And mm-hmm. it was kind of like relearning those traits that I had that had been not necessarily taken from me, but kind of beat down mm-hmm. and suppressed. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, it's just been so exciting and so eye-opening to look back at that relationship and not over-romanticize it, not vilify anyone, but kind of just been like, okay, why did I do those things? Mm. Was it because of him? Was it because of me? Was it because of all the undealt issues that I had? Mm. And it was good to like, not. Uh, I don't know if you like this. I'm like this. I like replay conversations in my mind. I'm thinking, where did I go wrong? Did I miss say something? Did I say something the wrong way?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: What could have been taken out of context or out of not how I meant it? Mm-hmm. And I'll go over it over and over and over again. Like I really had to not do that, and kind of let it be,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and like it's done. You mm-hmm. can't change what's happened no matter how many times you relive that moment or that scenario Mm -hmm. you have to look at it as it is and that was hard i sit with my feelings a lot where i work at the moment it gives me a lot a lot of time to think to think because it's so dead i'm not doing anything so for hours and hours i'm like just in my head having this conversation that i'm having with you to myself yeah um But yeah, I think one of the biggest revelations I had was (laughs) I mean, I had already acknowledged this Mm -hmm. but I had to like really, really acknowledge it was acknowledging and admitting that I have daddy issues. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: And that's hard for me as a black woman who's been raised by black women Mm -hmm. and is friends with many black women Mm -hmm. and consumes a lot of media Mm -hmm. made for black women by black women Mm -hmm. and even by non-black women about black women you're constantly told that you have to be strong you have to be independent like you can't have issues you can't be insecure you can't be fearful you can't blame anyone else you have to do it yourself and that you can't be soft you can't be soft Mm. You have to do it yourself. You have to work for yourself. You Mm -hmm. have to lift yourself up. You have to carry yourself up and just do the work. And it's like admitting that I am not as independent or as strong Mm. as I would like myself to be. I don't even want myself to be strong and independent. But not reach that expectation that is set for me. And really and truly be like a lot of the problems in my relationship stemmed from my daddy issues Mm -hmm. and my fear of abandonment Mm -hmm. and my fear of people leaving me and Mm -hmm. my insecurities of not being good enough whether that's not being a good enough girlfriend not being a good enough daughter not being a good enough friend not being pretty enough all of those things Mm -hmm. and realizing in hindsight that that played a much larger effect Mm -hmm. In, like, the downfall of our relationship mm. and taking accountability for it and being like, Yeah, I should have worked on this. However, I don't take all the blame. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, but how did looking and acknowledging that look? How did acknowledging that, oh, wait, I have daddy issues look, especially in the midst of grief and loss? It was a. Was it like a. Voila. Aha! Oh, damn. Was it like a, ooh, I don't know about myself. No. Was it a slow discovery? Like, no. what did it look like? Because I
2: actually, there was a point in the beginning of our relationship where I think it was something to do with Instagram or he did something on Instagram. I think he, I followed him. And you know, back then it used to be like, such and such liked this post and it show you what mm, people had mm-hmm. liked. Mm-hmm. And it was just women. <laughs> and every time I click on something, I'd be like oh he liked it I was like oh, okay and then I oh he liked this too oh every literally every time I click on a beautiful woman I'd be like she's gorgeous he'd already liked the picture mm. so that brought Empty. feelings and mo- emotions and uh-huh. I remember being like by myself in my room just deeping it like oh my god I'm so insecure mm. and being like could this be because of my father because that's the only thing that I can think <laughs> like the, at the time the only correlation I had at that point I was never had these kind of conversations with myself not nearly as in-depth they were kind of surface level mm. and just being like oh my god And i remember crying on the phone to him and being like i'm so sorry i got daddy issues <laughs> and i'm just realizing that now i didn't know that a relationship could show me all my insecurities because you know before you get into a relationship you think yeah a relationship is gonna be amazing it's gonna be heaven i'm gonna like be my best self do you know? no do you know-
3: how many times even now i'm still deep in it like i don't know if i don't know who needs to hear this i don't know who's in denial right now let me tell you something uh even now i think i just heard it on a tv show where somebody was like are you now um it was season i was watching the first episode of season three of never have i ever on netflix and literally, the therapist is like, "Are you now discovering that being in a relationship doesn't solve all your problems?" Oh my god! I said, "Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa! No. Relationships what? do the opposite. They they show you your ugly side. Whoa. You could be living your whole life not knowing you had issues.
3: I almost fell off I my like I lived my whole life
2: not even acknowledging that I had father issues, I had daddy issues, and the, like not even like three months into this relationship, I'm like, I am so insecure. Wow, <laughs> who knew he could just." L- accidentally make eye contact with another woman i'd be like oh, you hate me mm. <laughs> you gonna leave me for mm. her like it was terrible yeah and it's i was on the phone crying to him be like i'm so sorry but i have daddy issues mm. and i didn't know this about myself and i'm sorry that it has to be you that's experiencing this experiencing it and, and receiving it, was, it yeah and it was crazy because like at first i think he wanted to like be like what can i do what can i do to make it better and mm. i loved that i loved that like mm. how can i make you feel more comfortable what do you want me to do do you want me to delete my instagram i said no last not.
3: <laughs> it was like, that's a bit too
2: deep oh don't do, do you want the password to my instagram i said again no i do not need the password to your instagram yeah i'll just unfollow you that way i won't see your likes
4: uh-huh and
2: it won't recommend to me the posts that you like uh-huh yeah that was my solution did that work it did work and he stopped liking pictures as well Mm -hmm. like it was both but it's the fact that he asked Mm -hmm. that I loved and that made me love him so much I was like wow Mm. is this someone that I can grow with
4: Mm
3: -hmm.
2: because that would be great no (laughs) that's the answer to that question no
3: (laughs) I guess my 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 thought process here is that I see how like that was like a good solution, mm. in the moment. But what was it in retrospect? Because did it get rid of the no? Fact that it did not because so I never it was a sat. Temporary I never, a temporary solution to a longer
2: term problem. hundred percent. I never sat down with myself mm-hmm. and was like, "Okay, you're insecure. Why? Mm. Why are you insecure? Mm-hmm. What is the reason for your insecurities? Mm-hmm. Insecurity is normally." associ not associated but it's linked to a fear what is your fear mm. the fear is not being good enough mm. the fear is comparing myself to someone that I think might be better more prettier therefore that would lead to him finding better mm-hmm. and leaving me mm-hmm. because I have been left before
4: mm-hmm.
2: by someone who was supposed to love me
4: mm.
2: I never had that conversation with myself mm. I had that conversation with myself this year probably in January February mm. like I properly like mm. what I, I deeped it I had to be like okay relationships are two people
4: mm.
2: whether they're your father and you your mother and you your friend and you it's always two people and you always have to make choices and decisions and a lot of the times our decisions and how we react stem from fear mm. and stem from a place of fear mm-hmm. And we never want to acknowledge that because mm-hmm. we want to believe that we're smart. We want to believe that we're strong-willed and we, you know, we, we have reasons for why we do things. And oftentimes, there is a reason, but the reason is so uncomfortable and makes us so vulnerable that mm-hmm. we don't want to even acknowledge it ourselves. Oh, definitely. Why would I want to admit to this guy that I have a fear of him leaving me when I just met him. Mm.
3: And you're still in that kind of stage where it's like, I want to be cool and perfect in your eyes Oh, I, I don't want to lose that, the all ano- that you look at me Exactly.
2: With. Another, like I want to be the cool girlfriend. Yeah. I want to be the perfect girlfriend. Like, this is my first relationship. I'm going to make sure this lasts. Mm. I'm going to be the best girlfriend you've ever had. Mm. You're going to remember me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, but why? <laughs> why can't you just be yourself? Mm. I lost myself in that relationship. Truly. I think that also was a reason why we broke up because I stopped being that girl that I was when we met. Mhm. I became another version of her mm. riddled with insecurities and fears and always trying to be happy and always trying to make things perfect that I was doing a disservice to myself. I completely neglected my happiness and the things that made me happy for the sake of making, making him, happy. him happy and he wasn't happy because I wasn't being me because mm. I was too focused on making him happy. Mhm crazy right right crazy I really I really had to just be honest I was like I could not sit here and blame him Mm -hmm. if I want to be better for myself Mm -hmm. and for potential whatever relationship in the future I cannot be that girl again Mm. sorry I can't lose myself again in this relationship yeah the way that I had
4: before
3: I guess my my question is is you said that you acknowledged that you had or that you realised oh wait I have daddy issues while in the relationship because mm-hmm. it was kind of like that relationship held a mirror to you and you are like oh that's me I, I see that there <laughs> I see those daddy issues Oh I so see It's bad oh gosh is it like okay so the relationship kind of like showed you the mirror mm-hmm. but then as you've been talking you said that you really deeped it in january which was after the breakup months after the breakup yeah why and as much as like you said that there was the temporary like basically kind of like the tape to cover, up, of the whole, cover yeah. up the hole cover up the hole which i mean i can't say but like there is no fault of both of you no because it just yeah. seemed like it was the it was the solution for the here and now yeah
2: 100 percent
3: but I'm just trying to understand why why it was after the breakup. Was there attempts in the breakup to have different? Or did you just think that that kind of temporary... I'll just unfollow you. Was that enough for that time? When did you realize that, actually, no, I need to deep this?
2: I think once I acknowledged that, I thought the acknowledgement was enough. Mm. I didn't think that I had to actively, like work against it mm. I just thought oh I've acknowledged it now I'm just not gonna do it I'm just not gonna be it
4: mm.
2: that doesn't work it doesn't no mm. it really doesn't cause that little insecurity reared his ugly head so many times and every time I think it just got worse and I think he just got fed up with consoling me or trying to tell me that he's not gonna leave me he's not gonna do this or this like that's just me overthinking I mean i would get tired too mm. but it truly i think you have to work on yourself you have to f- not fix yourself but work on your triggers work on the things that affect you it's not really the place for your partner to do it sure they can do things change their language make you more comfortable but at the same time you have to actively work in dealing with those issues and i think i wasn't
4: mm.
2: no i don't think i wasn't
4: mm-hmm.
2: the period i wasn't i don't think i had the tools to i didn't have the language to understand what is was i was feeling i didn't know how to be kind to myself and allow myself to sit and really truly understand that
4: mm.
2: what i was feeling and be okay with it it was more of, like, hatred for that feeling. Mm. And more of, like, why am I feeling this way? Ugh, like, I hate it, go away. Mm. I'm not insecure, I can never be insecure. But we all are. Mm. It doesn't matter. You can be insecure and then get over it, and you can be insecure and you can't get over it. Regardless or not, you are insecure. And I think, for me, I just completely dismissed it. And I tried to bury it, and it didn't go away. Mm. It would just come up more. And more, more like resentment, mm. where I remember it oh, you did this or you liked this and you, or you looked at how you commented and then it'll come up in a conversation and be like, really, again? Like, mm. how many times do I have to tell you I'm not I'm not going anywhere? It didn't yeah. matter. It literally, it literally didn't even matter what he was saying sometimes. I just felt it. Mm. So, yeah, I just, after, like, properly grieving my uncle and, like, healing from that and not getting over it, but kind of just living in this new reality that he's not here anymore. I then went to look at the relationship. I went and was like, okay, let's, let's figure this out. Mm. Let's originally, I was like, let's be old Frida again. Let's get back to who you were before this relationship. And then through that process, I was like, no, I'm going to be better mm. than what I was before. Cause I don't want a, re- a repeat of that. And that's when, I had to sit down and be like, Gotta look at the main man, <laughs> gotta go to the first heartbreak. <laughs> I have to look at my dad. And oh, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> Honestly, the last like maybe two years like during the pandemic, I would go down and I would see him and I would spend one on one on one on one time with him as a grown up me and really see him and listen to him and is this your ex or? No, my dad. Oh, I'm talking okay. about the main man, the first oh, okay. one, my dad. So during,
3: during the pandemic, you would go and see him?
2: Yeah, I'd go to Manchester. Oh, okay. I'd go up to Manchester and i spend like a day with him. Okay. He would show me around, we'd have dinner, and I'd just sit there and kind of like assess him. Because mm. obviously, when you're younger, you look at your parents as if they're like superheroes. Mm-hmm. They're like these magnificent, big people mm-hmm. who can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. And for a really long time, I think until I was about maybe 12 like my dad was my everything i loved seeing him i loved spending time with him i never realized that i wasn't actually seeing him that much mm-hmm. just seeing him was enough mm-hmm. until there was a period where i didn't see him i didn't hear from him and the thing with my dad is that he will never well now he does but before he would never cross that line because obviously he was trying to respect my mom and her boundaries mm-hmm. So he would never be the one to be like, I want to see my daughter. It'd always be like my mom asking me, do you want to see your dad? Mm. And I'd be like, yeah. Now as an as an adult, we have more of a channel of communication where we don't have to go through my mom. She doesn't have to be the middle woman anymore. Mm. So it's different. But there was, a, there was a time where I hated him and I didn't want to speak to him. I didn't want anything to do with him. And there was a lot of anger and resentment and hatred. And as you get older, you stop seeing them as these like, big creatures of magicalness you know mm. they start becoming more human mm-hmm. the older you get you realize oh our parents actually don't know everything yeah and a lot of the time they themselves are trying to heal their inner child mm. whilst figuring out parenthood adulthood and all of that and like you should not necessarily cut them some slack but be mindful Mm -hmm. And be just as patient with your parents as they have been with you, raising Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. So I stopped looking at my dad as the man who abandoned me or the magical man or who took me to Legoland Mm -hmm. and looked at him more as a person, as a flawed person. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't know, I came to the conclusion that one, he will never take accountability or responsibility for the shit that went down. Is neglect a strong word? I feel like neglect is a strong word. But I feel like it is what it is. It's your experience, baby. I feel like that's what it is. (laughs) Kind of the lack of involvement financially, emotionally, that he invested in me. Um, I mean, he could argue differently. He thinks buying me the Nintendo DS. That one time was financial.
3: (laughs) He still brings it up to this day. Big woman now. And it's like, that's, that's Nintendo. Give like, me Nintendo
2: it. <laughs> What happened to it? I heard you lost it. I was like, yeah, I did. You should have bought me another one. <laughs> like, where was the lunch money? The uniform? Where was all of that? Mm. anyway. I had to look at him as him and like lower my expectations. Mm. I feel like my expectations are high when it comes to people. I think that people are gonna treat me how I treat them. That mm. like, people are gonna love me the I love them.
4: Mm.
2: I'm going to, like, love this person so much that they're just going to have to love me back the same. Mm-hmm. And then when they don't, you're like, hello, mm. what's going on? Mm. Why aren't you loving me the way that I'm loving you? Mm. And oftentimes, and I realize this with my, my dad, is that I just don't think he's capable.
4: Mm.
2: I really genuinely think there's some people who are just not capable of genuinely loving another person not that they're not capable they don't have the tools to they've never been taught to they don't know how to
4: yeah
2: and they just can't and like once i came to that realization it was like oh wow okay so now i know he can't give me what it is that i want mm. he can't play that role mm. of a loving father one because he doesn't know me that well mm-hmm. like we're only just now getting to know each other mm. Mainly because I don't think he really wanted to, but that's a different thing. But it's like, what can he give me? Mm. What can he do for me? Am I okay with the occasional visits and phone calls? Am I okay with having these, I don't want to say surface level conversations, but kind of like mere conversations where I'm not really taking much? Mm. If anything, it's just repeating the same things. Yeah. But like, Am I okay with that? Am I okay to have him in my life as just who he is right now? Mm -hmm. And obviously, it's your father, so, like, yeah. That's gonna have to be enough for me.
4: Mm.
2: And I was like, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with never receiving an apology or acknowledgement. I'm okay with him not doing much now Mm. besides just being there Mm -hmm. when I want to see him and when I need to see him. Mm. I'm okay with that. And then I have to, like, kind of flip it back and be like, okay, so now look at your ex Mm. who was at the time still very much in my life.
3: Yeah.
2: And be like, okay, okay, what about him now? Mm. Because the disturbing truth is they're very similar. Mm. (laughs) And I was like, damn, did I really go and find someone who's just like my dad? In my defense, in the beginning he wasn't that bad yeah but I feel like as our relationship progressed the communication everything just went off and I had to look at him my ex and be like okay you are you capable of loving me the way that I want and need to be loved yeah and I sat with that for ages I was like is he has he ever been mm because from what I remember it was always like you need to lower your expectations which is true but at the same time no it's not true mm. I will never lower my expectations mm-hmm. but I will lower my expectations of you
3: does mm. that make sense? go into that a little bit more please
2: so like my expectations were still gonna be here I still want the flowers I still want the love letters I still want all that romantic shit that I've been done No, (laughs) that I've like read about and I'm romantic what can I say because I do that shit I write love letters and I buy flowers and I buy gifts Mm -hmm. they don't matter but like they that's how I show my love I'll cook a meal Mm -hmm. and I'll put all my love into it I'll wash these dishes with all my love Mm -hmm. I'll retwist your dreads with all my love Mm
4: -hmm.
2: like I'll give all my love and everything and you want that back Mm mm-hmm and for some people, even that, like, bare minimum, that's to... Bare minimum to me, for them, mm-hmm. it's a lot.
4: Mm-hmm. So it's
2: like, my expectations are still going to be here, but your ex- my expectations of what you're capable of is going to meet you. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that I have to lower mine.
3: Mm. So would you say it's kind of like a that uh, whole sentiment of once somebody shows you who they are, you believe, believe them?
2: See, that is, like, my number one saying... My number two saying... My number one saying is... Be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. But my number two saying is... Definitely take people as they are... Because they'll show you who they are. But when you're in love with someone... Mm-hmm. You've got these goggles... A and you start seeing... Glasses. You start seeing things that aren't there... Yeah. Or you start manipulating things... To yeah. fit what you want to see.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And I would also say this like... He talked a good game. Mm. Like... If we ever had an argument... And I was clearly the one who was in the right... He'd apologize and be like, I'm going to change. And then, like, a week later, he's doing the same shit.
4: Mm.
2: Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to change. I'm going to be better. And, like, a month later, he'll just start doing the same shit. And it's like, at that point, are you learning better? Or Mm. are you just saying this because it's what I want to hear? You're going to do it for a little while Mm. until you don't care anymore. Mm. And it wasn't that I... Well, in the beginning, I wasn't looking for the next time. But in the end, it was like, oh let me do a countdown to when he's gonna do this shit again and Mm. like i was always right Mm -hmm. yeah i started looking at my ex (laughs) i forgot for a second what i was even saying because you asked me a question i started looking at my ex and be like okay so what is is, no what this is what you can do for me Mm -hmm. and it's what you can do for me what i need Mm. can you give me what Mm. it is that I need and what I want Mm. and it took me a while to answer that question because I really truly I really truly wanted it to be a yes Mm. and it's a no Mm.
3: to bring it a bit broader is it uh, did you want it to be a yes because him or was it did you want it to be a yes because of and it can be all of the above because of your, like, your relationship with your dad? Or was it, like, a you wanted to be yes because societally, as women, we're kind of like, we have to make it work. We have to stay strong. He has to, like... And also the way that we were brought up in the context of Christianity and everything. Yeah. We are... Told to aspire to marriage and to 100%. want that kind of like long term relationship 100%. to work and patriarchy does tell us as women yeah. that we are supposed to make it, like it has to work even yeah. if it doesn't.
2: Yeah, no, because no to the dad thing because i <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna tie myself down to a man who's even remotely close to my dad. I'd ro- oh
3: no, I'm, I was more saying it like. You oh, because it wasn't it working. Because it didn't work with your dad, mm-hmm. and he wasn't. He, you needed him to be mm-hmm. it's like maybe there can be kind of like a redemption arc for somebody who's at least like a
2: no similar i similar to my dad. no i think when you when you meet people where they are and where they're capable of being it's kind of like releasing you from shackles because mm-hmm. you're gonna stop you're gonna stop being disappointed mm. how can you be disappointed when you know who this person is you know what they're gonna give you yeah there's no faking it now mm-hmm like yeah someone can show you who they are consistently but you can continue to choose to believe that they'll be better
3: mm-hmm.
2: and some people just aren't better yeah or some people just don't want to be better mm. that's the key difference mm. they can't or they just don't want and to and it's not on you it had nothing to do with you mm. so you're saving yourself a lot of hurt by choosing to see someone as they are mm. who they are mm. where they are in their life you're saving yourself a lot of pain
4: mm-hmm. that's
2: how i saw it because i was like okay i can stop expecting my dad to be a dad mm-hmm. <laughs> i can just take him as he is mm-hmm. and our relate we can develop our relationship now where he is and where i am mm-hmm. and i realize that i have the control of how much i want to see him how much i want to talk to him how far this relationship goes if i wanted to go further i will take it there if mm-hmm. i don't then it won't And that's so empowering because that's how you should look at all your relationships, really. It should Mm -hmm. be the power that you have because for a long time, I was so afraid to stand up to my dad. I was afraid to raise my voice, my opinions. Now, it's a completely different story. Mm -hmm. I'm not scared of the man. I'm not scared that I'll say the wrong thing and he'll leave because he can if he wants to. I know I'll be fine. Mm. Whereas a year ago, no. Mm. I think I like we have like an emotional breakdown but now where i am at now i'm like okay that's fine mm. so looking at my ex it was definitely uh a bunch of things it was like i've spent so much time on this and energy in this relationship it has to work <laughs> uh i don't want to be messing around with any more men or with any more people
4: mm-hmm.
2: the way that i was with him because mm-hmm. that was my first everything mm. like, he was my first everything mm-hmm. and that's a lot it is a lot number three my mom was even out here with her christian values saying you know a lot of people stay with the people they've been with the first time like you don't need anyone else now you two are gonna get married like you even say that. <laughs> she was always team him. She yeah. was never team me. She was always on his side. She'd be like, are you sure it wasn't you? Like, it- she, she's so Christian. She really wanted it to work. Yeah. yeah. She wanted him to be my one and only,
4: mm-hmm.
2: regardless of whether it was working or not.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And that kind of got into my head a little bit. But mainly because I loved him so, 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 so much. Yeah. And I still do have so, so much love for him. Mm. And I'll always have so much love for him. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to go any, like, like I said, he's my first. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah I can't Mm. maybe the feelings will be lesser in the future Mm -hmm. but he will always have that spot and I just really I really wanted him not to be what I wanted him to be but to be some variation of that or at least close to that and long he did not
4: Mm. (laughs) he did
2: not even like the reasoning why we broke up it was very much about him Mm and a lot of our relationship was mostly just about him I feel like he would disagree but I have the receipts to prove oh but yeah and I I really had to be honest with myself like am I happy or am I okay with who he is now not who he could be mm. not who he was but who he is now like do I want this person in my life mm-hmm. and I, I one day I was like no I was a big fat no. Mm. And the, the relief after I ans- I could answer that question mm-hmm. was I slept so great that night. Mm. I slept so well and I tried to have a conversation with him. It was the usual wahala and I just sat sort over of the like I don't think we should get back together. Mm. And the problem with us is he was always waiting to hear what I was going to say and base his answer based on what I was going to say or hear what I was going to say. Mm. And I was always waiting for his answer so that I could say what I wanted to say or base what I was going to say, what he wanted to say. So even though I said I didn't want to get back together, I, to this day, still don't know whether or not that's how he was feeling. Mm. But we, by the end of that conversation, we were in agreement that where we were on our journeys of self-healing or whatever, that we were both embarking without each other, we weren't the people that we are for each other. Mm -hmm. Like, there was still a lot more healing and going to do. And it's true, there was a lot more. Mm. I think seeing him and still talking to him kind of confused things. But he was so adamant on us being friends. Yeah, I don't know. It's... (sighs) don't lower your expectations but definitely like we said take people as they are Mm mhm and like it will give you so much peace Mm mhm I think I was too much in my head and my fantasy of what I wanted this relationship to look like that and I think he also was involved in my fantasy and my expectations that he felt bad that he wasn't meeting what I wanted or what I needed Mm mhm especially when he was going through his own things Mm -hmm. and in the end because of the lack of communication it was also resentment as well Mm. mainly because he wasn't giving me nothing towards the end but Mm. and i knew he didn't want to be in the relationship anymore but mainly because it was like all this time and you still don't know what it is that i need Mm. versus now i know is you couldn't give me what i needed Mm -hmm. and that that's okay mm. but I didn't know that then but I know that now mm. going back
3: to what you said um quite a while ago because mm-hmm. you said there was a me before the relationship a me in the relationship and a me afterwards and you have also said to this to me prior to this conversation mm-hmm. you said I prefer the me now mm-hmm. but how do you honor all the me's that there were before the me now hmm
2: I think the me now is definitely a lot of the me before the relationship just a bit wiser. Mm-hmm. And the me now also looks to the me in the relationship with love mm-hmm. and tenderness. And she's, she's taking care of that me that was in that relationship.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I would definitely say last year, even before my uncle passed, it was one of the hardest times I've ever been through emotionally. And... Although, yeah, I was on the pill and it was just hormones raging. Some of that as well was because of the relationship, whether it was him or me. But she was sad. She was so isolated and lonely in that relationship. And I don't think anyone should ever feel that feeling. It's really... It's horrible. Mm. To be intimate and close with someone and yet feel so far away away Mm -hmm. is awful. Mm. Like, I have never felt that feeling before. Mm -hmm. And I look down and I'm like, I don't ever want to feel that feeling again. Mm. Whether that... I don't like pointing fingers because everyone's a bit to blame, but I'm pointing it in that situation at him. Mm -hmm. But... I look at that Frida and I'm sad for her now whereas before i was angry for her like how could you be so stupid like how could you not see the signs you weren't you paying attention it was so clear that he didn't want to be with you anymore Mm. and yet you were doing one two three four now i'm like okay how can i one make sure that i never get back there again and two how do i make sure that that part of me is healing Mm -hmm. because i don't want to neglect that part of me she's still here Mm mm-hmm even a year on, I still think about that time and I get so sad and emotional.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And I just love her. Mm-hmm. She's like, I was it a TikTok that I saw? And I was talking about birthdays. Sorry, this is a random tangent, but it I think sense. I know exactly what you're going to talk <laughs> about. But carry on. She was talking about birthdays and she yeah. was like, when you reach a new age... You're not just suddenly that new person, you were all the ages you were before, mm-hmm. you were one, two, ten, yeah. sixteen, eighteen. you were all of those experiences that you had before, so even though I'm my new self now, mm-hmm. I'm still freed from a year ago mm-hmm. I'm still freed from the beginning when I met him. I'm still freed from when I didn't even know he existed.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Those all exist within me, and they all deserve the same love. Mm-hmm. And care mm. and every now and then that freedom from a year ago is gonna rear her ugly <laughs> i just said be nice and i'm calling her ugly
3: <laughs> i was about to say i was gonna be like hold I on caught myself, I caught, I like... <laughs> that's
2: growth i caught myself mm-hmm. she's not ugly but that emotion is ugly because i'm crying a lot and i'm emotional whenever she does show herself i give myself the space the time to feel that feeling Mm-hmm whereas before i probably would have pushed her down and tried to like work lows and distract mm. myself by going out and drinking whereas now i'm like okay if i need to journal 10 times that day mm-hmm. and write everything down i will journal 10 times a day and write everything down mm. if i need to run on the phone to a friend i will run on the phone to a friend first i'll ask i'm like can i talk about this <laughs> i know you're sick and tired of hearing about this man but i have to get it out of my chest mm-hmm. Or if I'll watch a sad, soppy, romantic movie or a horror movie to make myself a better, I'll do that too. I'm tired of ignoring her because mm-hmm. she was me.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: She is you. She is me. She was me. We are yeah. one.
3: Yeah. and And also from what you've said previously, it doesn't matter how much you try to like push her down she comes back she comes back and I want her to because feel welcome
2: you. yeah I need her to feel welcome uh-huh. I don't want to be mad I think the last time I saw my ex it revealed a lot because mm-hmm. Frida from a year ago came back in full vengeance and force knocked mm-hmm. me out for a week I was so shook I did not expect it I was on hormonal pills because I was trying to stop my period for that weekend so I could, wireless it up she came out in full force and i remember i think i'm pretty sure it was you i was talking to i was so upset i was so upset i was like no how am i here why am i here again how could this happen i was with that man for two days and i'm right back to where i was and you said it's okay I don't i'm pretty sure it was it. you i only talked to you and, and marcia so i'm pretty sure it was you i was I mad at myself because i had undone all that progress i'm pretty sure it was you who said that progress is still there mm-hmm. it didn't go away
4: it's
3: not wow did i say that yeah that's really smart <laughs> oh
2: my god did i because i really thought that i had gone right back to where i had started and you're like no you still have that progress it's okay Oh, I did. Did you know remember? why? Why? You
3: know why? Because <laughs> I remember driving back from my cousin's house and just kind of being like, because it had re like the, a certain situation happened at the beginning of the year, which made me feel like all of the healing that I had done was oh. completely undone. Mm-hmm. And I also was irritated that it had happened at the beginning of the year because I remember literally the end of 2021, literally the first few minutes of 2022, I had literally been surrounded by my friends and not my friends, literally my family. (laughs) I was surrounded by family and I was just embraced and I was brought to tears by the fact that I I've made it through. You made it. And I am surrounded by my loved ones. And this is the perfect moment for that moment to be so beautiful, so significant, to then be broken literally hours later by something else. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm really done. And I was like, how can I make all this progress? And then in one second, second, in in one, in one, second it was completely i felt like it had been undone yeah and so i remember just kind of like it was a very emotional time i was literally like i i remember going to church the next day because my mom was like come to church with me and i was like you have
2: to go to church in the new year
3: (laughs) do you remember remember the new years we
2: used to do at church oh yeah wow i kind (laughs) of miss them
3: it was fun celebrating with It was, it was. It was. It was nice to be around all these different people. And, be and like, praying, I'm the new year! yeah, praying, and into, the praying new year. into the new year. <laughs> but I remember going to church with my mom and just being like, literally, I just stood there the whole time during worship, just crying yeah. to myself because I was just so distraught. And I remember just being like, again, caught up on this idea of all of the all of the healing that I've done all of the work and I was like I've done everything I've done therapy I've screamed I've shouted I've I've travelled I've done everything I've done the dating I've I've literally felt like I've done everything why am I still back at this place
4: Mm.
3: and I remember just having a moment where I felt like God was telling me it's not like it's not regression it's revision and sometimes you have to go back Mm -hmm. and like like it kind of brought me back to like school days and when we were doing GCSE and sometimes it's like, oh, we're relearning this unit again and it's like I remember me and my friends used to say to each other like, I swear we did this before. Why are we learning this again? And the teachers would be like, it will be on the exam. Like you're gonna it's need important. it. Like yeah. it's important to know. Like you're gonna need it. You're gonna need it. Mm. And I think that that was the that moment was it's like, it is not. Um, it's not regression you're not regressing back to where you were Mm. it is revision like you're learning this again because you need to learn it. it and i think when i evaluated that moment again i realized that that was also a moment where even though at that time when that situation happened it was the worst thing that could have happened i genuinely really thought it was it was my worst nightmare brought to life um i remember also saying to myself I know that I I literally said these words to myself. I said, I know that this is the worst thing that could ever happen right now. But for some weird reason, I feel like everything is going to be okay, And it was a weird feeling of like belief. And I was like, is this? self-confidence like what is this is this growth i said is this growth because it felt weird to be hopeful in such a hopeless situation Mm -hmm. it felt i felt like and it coming from you and it coming from me not someone else and not from somebody else Mm. and it felt good because i was like i know i'm gonna get through this i believe i will get through this so when you was then telling me like oh um like why am i here again and i was just like babes This is not like you. The progress is still there. This is not like you're not going back. This is just a revision of what you already know. No, it changed everything. And it always happens. I remember somebody saying that, like, something that she had learned from her twenties was that if you don't learn the lesson the one time it's gonna, gonna come back and you're gonna continue to learn it you're gonna it. keep learning that lesson mm-hmm. and keep making the same mistakes until you mm-hmm. get it right and I think even when you do know the lesson mm-hmm. life is just the way life is it will come back again and be In like, a different I know thought. that yeah. you learned that lesson but it's back and we so, need you to learn it again. That again Yeah. so like when you said it to me I was like oh yeah, yeah, yeah don't worry about it you're gonna be great <laughs> you're fine don't worry
2: no. No, you don't understand you're good. it literally was the worst feeling but when she showed her head old me showed her head again i was like okay this like you said it's gonna happen again mm-hmm. all that work you've done isn't gone it's still here mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. are we gonna move forward mm-hmm. old me would have reacted so differently from how I actually reacted Mm -hmm. old me would have been on that phone I would have been writing paragraphs after paragraphs Mm -hmm. I would have been out here crying Mm -hmm. down the phone and that probably would have made the situation way worse Mm -hmm. but instead I kind of just said okay I'm just gonna take time again write in my journal do the Instagram searches if I need to do the Instagram (laughs) searches you know become PI investigator Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then I'm just gonna It's going to be okay. It'll pass. Mm -hmm. And it did. And I was like, wow. Okay. Mm. What did I learn from that experience? Mm. You see? It goes straight back to, okay, we've experienced it. What did we learn? Yeah. And it was okay. Like, okay, I don't want to see him again.
4: Mm -hmm. Because
2: if that's my reaction to... Not even him necessarily doing anything wrong. Mm. But if that's just my just my general reaction to being around him hearing about how great his life is or seeing him and this is how I'm reacting maybe I need more time away Mm. because at that point we hadn't seen each other for maybe I want to say like maybe three months so it had been a a good chunk of time where we weren't really talking it was more like sporadic communication but we hadn't seen each other Mm -hmm. this was the first time I spent that much time with him and I was like, okay, so maybe I need more time away. Mm-hmm. Maybe if we were to become friends, I'd need more consistent communication but less in-person interaction. Number two, maybe I need to know less <laughs> about him and his dating life. mm mm-hmm. Or what he's up to.
4: hmm
2: Or maybe I just need to not speak to him or see him at all. mm and those are the things I was kind of contemplating. I was like, okay, so you've identified your trigger.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Now you're just going to move forward. And mm-hmm. I don't think that I would have been able to have done that if I hadn't had that conversation that I had about my dad. Mm-hmm. If I hadn't had that kind of thought process of,
4: mm-hmm.
2: okay, this is how I'm feeling, acknowledging how I'm feeling. Why are you feeling that way? Okay, mm-hmm. now I know why. Okay, what can you do now? To not necessarily not feel that way, but to not feel so much of it or to handle it Mm. in that way. To manage it. Yeah, just to manage it. Mm -hmm. Because it's going to, like, these things are going to happen. It's going to happen. You cannot run away from all of these feelings, but you can control Mm -hmm. how much.
3: You can control how you respond to it. Yes. How you manage it. So, like. So that it doesn't manage you and you start acting out of. You
2: said that exactly how I was thinking. Thank you. Wow, we're the same brain. Well, we are the same. <laughs> <laughs> but no, truly. Because, like, seeing him that last time took me out for a week. If I see him again the next time, maybe it will be a day. Mm. And then the next time, maybe it will be never. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to anything. I just want to feel
3: my best. hmm I have two more questions. Okay. This last one, I'm very intrigued to know. But this, the second last one, because I ask, obviously, miseducate, it's all about like, what you're unlearning and yes. this is what you've been unlearning. Yes. It's now, what are you now learning about yourself? Following on from like, how you're honouring yourself and you've said, you know, you're being, I would say you're you're definitely being more patient with yourself, more loving towards all versions of yourself. Yeah and giving yourself space and time but what else are you learning beyond beyond like how you treat yourself how what are you now relearning from your past relationship and then also your relationship with your dad
2: the relationship with my dad is a bit jarring because even though i feel like i can say whatever i want to say to him i don't feel like it will breed fruitful conversations will growth. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I can take anything from it like I've already tried calling him out and that, that didn't go well mm. so not necessarily calling him out but being like hey you kind of owe me an apology and mm-hmm. acknowledgement mm-hmm. and him just flat out being like no I don't think so which is so funny I still laugh to this day about that <laughs> anyway but with him Maybe I'll try and have this conversation. But with him, I've, I haven't necessarily given up hope. I've just kind of just let it be.
4: Mm.
2: I feel like if I can sense that you, who I'm talking to and trying to communicate with you, my feelings, mm-hmm. is going to bring change and we can bring something out of it, mm-hmm. then yeah, I'll 100%. Be more active in my in acknowledging my feelings and standing in my truth. I think bringing elements of me before my last relationship that was you know, flirty, hopeful happy, excited Mm -hmm. to meet new people, excited to be in relationships and also old me who was like kind of fearless in a way Mm. because she never had to deal with insecurities Mm -hmm. or worry about her partner, I want to bring that back Mm-hmm. i want to bring that back in in a new level with what i know now in terms of how i communicate how i acknowledge my feelings in terms of what i want to bring i feel like i just want to i want to be more me mm-hmm. i don't want to get so caught up in another person mm-hmm. i want to do me live me with Alongside someone, let's say not with, alongside someone else, who's also doing the same work mm-hmm. that I'm doing.
3: Mm-hmm. Now you have like a, a better criteria of like what you yes want yes, and also I think
2: what I don't want
3: and what you don't. Oh want. my god,
2: I I know exactly what I do not want. <laughs> Yo, it's crazy, you know? No, because like the red flags were there, but the thing the is, whole is that a lot of the whole time I just ignored them
3: when i picked when them up like flowers when you experience what you don't want it really illuminates what you do want
2: i knew what i wanted mm-hmm. that's the thing i knew what i wanted i was i was, I am no oh, i was mm-hmm. i still am very headstrong mm-hmm. very opinionated mm-hmm. and very much i want what i want mm-hmm. but i don't know how i don't know i think maybe it was the law i really wanted things to work but i just compromised mm so much of what I wanted Mm. again because I wanted him to be what I wanted I didn't take him as he was I think it would have been a much more fulfilling and happy relationship if I just took him as he was
4: Mm.
2: and who he was I thought I was but I wasn't
3: from that, mm-hmm. that's leading me to a thought process. Okay. Because this is not my last question, I still have it in my head because I'm like, <laughs> I swear to this last question is so freaking good. Um, but I guess this idea of like you compromising because you were like, I'm investing so much, and kind of like, you no, know, he's, was it kind of like a, would it be safe to say, like, oh, he's going to change mm. or it's going to get better? <laughs> Because I feel like a lot of us as women do Not even just that it's going to get better but like he was actively
2: telling me.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: I, I remember asking him after one time what I I can't remember what it was. He just did something and it wasn't like I did something that was like super cute romantic. And I asked him like are you romantic? Like have you ever been romantic in your like your past relationships? And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so romantic. I used to do so many things." So mm-hmm. I was just like, "Oh, this is what I have to look forward to. Let's go. Are you gonna yeah. be meeting me on my level?" Mm-hmm. I was way so far above. I was so romantic. Yeah. Yeah, I was just so in love, and I was getting none of that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I was getting none of that, but it just makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. I was doing the most,
4: mm-hmm.
2: but again, like I feel like he wanted to be that mm-hmm. but he just wasn't in the place to be or either he didn't want to be and he just wanted to
4: mm-hmm. keep
2: the idea alive mm. i don't know mm. so but you're right i think a lot of people a lot of women are always thinking of the future on mm-hmm. like the future person that mm-hmm. he's gonna be like your love that pussy's gonna change him no mm-hmm no it's not Susan mm-hmm. it's not gonna change him
3: it's the idea that we need to stop thinking and I definitely think that this is like a me and Sylvia were talking about this this idea of like thinking that you're gonna be the exception to the rule like oh my God, yes. stop thinking that you're going to be the exception to the rule and it is that whole thing of what we've been saying before of like once somebody shows you who they are Please. believe them like believe them like you have to just take people at how you see them to be
2: This relationship showed me that Mm -hmm. because a lot he would say a lot Mm -hmm. and his actions could fail like this man made me so many promises Mm
4: -hmm.
2: and I never asked for them they were all just so random or unnecessary and I don't know if he said them with the hopes that he would do them Mm. or he was just saying it just to like appease me Mm. I have no idea Mm -hmm. none of them promises came true Mm. not one
4: Mm.
2: over a year we were together not one of those promises came true. I'm still waiting for that birthday present <laughs> that I never got. Mm. That was coming. You're triggering me. You're <laughs> triggering me. Oh, so many promises. I'm like, I never asked oh, for no. you to make these promises <F2> to me. me. Don't be making
3: promises. I never, like,
2: I really, truly wanted to take him as he was, but he would never let me because he was mm. always making these promises and making these plans that never happened. mm So, I think now, going into future relationships, one, I'll take it very slow, because I think our relationship definitely accelerated because of the pandemic, because we met just before lockdown. Mm -hmm. So, it was a very weird relationship because it's like we went from spending almost every day talking for hours on the phone during lockdown to then coming back to real life and it being so different Mm. and us having to like kind of reassess and it was again that was another excuse i used to make like oh you know we were in a lockdown relationship now we're just we're figuring out how we're gonna be Mm -hmm. real life and i realized i don't think that he wants to be in a
4: relationship Mm.
2: I don't think he ever wanted to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I'm still adamant to this day that if the lockdown didn't happen, I don't think we would have lasted as long as we did. I don't even think that we would have... Yeah, I don't think that we would have gone together.
4: Mm.
2: I really don't think so. Getting involved with someone else while you're still figuring your shit out, unless they're figuring their shit out, is like the worst. Mm -hmm. It's the worst. Mm. Because you want to be selfish and put yourself first, but you you're guilted into not doing that
4: mhm
2: yeah I realised that I felt the resentment that he had towards me towards the end of our relationship and being mm. like yeah he does not want to be here so I just didn't know why it took him so long
4: mm.
2: I don't know why it took me so long or why I kept putting up with that behaviour for so long mhm I should've I like I knew for ages that he wanted to break up with me
4: mhm
2: I don't know why I just didn't do it first mm. I was scared again
4: insecurities
2: and fearfulness of being abandoned hello yeah. with his ugly head mm. I'm so afraid to cut.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: For me, it's like, if there's a clear reason why you wronged me, it's so easy for me to like cut you off. Mm-hmm. But if I can still think of reasons of why it could work, it will take me so long, mm-hmm. so long, mm-hmm. to cut it. Like Even friends, I remember friends would do one, two, three, year after year after year, and it just took that one final blow for me, like, hold on a second, you've done this way too many yeah. times let me and you know again even towards the end of our relationship still trying to make things work still trying to communicate still trying to see each other Mm -hmm. and a lot of it comes most of it comes from me Mm -hmm. wanting to fix it and i'm like you keep trying to fix something that's not fixable and Mm -hmm. it's okay and Mm -hmm. i like i need to just let things go and that's something that i'm gonna work on now is that i just need to let things go Mm -hmm. that's like the biggest test right now Mm -hmm. that i'm going through is just to let them go yeah i'm so fearful that if i let them go that they'll probably never come back mm. but then i'm like is that such a bad thing mm. and the thing is, is, that is the issues that, like, what can i say
3: what's it called i think i think there's this idea of like scarcity mentality where it's like if they leave like that means it's they're it. never coming back and i'm gonna be alone but it's this idea of kind of like trying to re- reframe the idea that like we haven't met all the people that we're going to i tell myself that're going to that be in our time. lives
2: like we, we haven't lived in one them. place yeah. for so long mm. i still have a, we still have a lifetime mm. of experiences and people mm. that are going to come into our lives mm. do i think in 10 years i'm still going to remember this boy maybe as a fun little memory mm. but not as the love of my life i don't even think that mm. no way Yo, me a few months ago would never have said that. I'm actually shocked that I just said that.
4: Mm.
2: I do not think, like, I don't think that I'll end up marrying this man. I don't think that all of the things that I had planned when we were together will ever come true. Mm. I don't think any of the promises that he said to me will ever come true. Mm. And I really, ha- it's like, yeah, it's grieving, grieving that mm. that all those hopes and the ideas, and, and, ideas yeah. and the plans that we made.
3: That's but hard, though.
2: It was. That's hard. It really was. I know for you, it was fucking hard. Yo.
3: (laughs) Yo. It's so, it's so hard. It flips you upside down. And I think the thing is, is that like, it's so interesting because you do get to a point where you, where you still see that future that you were supposed to have. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like unrecognisable. Like that, for me, that's where I'm at, where I'm like... Damn, I really said that? I really wanted that? Like, I was like, oh... No. I'm like I'm happy I didn't get that 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 was something that if I had said a year ago woo. no I don't know I don't know
2: about you but like I feel like after a breakup one person is still the same person and one person is just really cold and mean mm. and I wish I was the cold and mean one
3: <laughs> I was the cold and mean one
2: I'm not the cold and mean one i'm the like you okay how are you doing i'm still here if you need me no i was like Please. and i get ghosted
3: <laughs> i was like I, I i think i was cold and mean for the pure sake and this is something that like i've had to now explain to people to other people that were collateral damage but, but like i was very much like i will be cold and mean for the sake of if you touch me i will explode like I was like a ticking time bomb. Anger, crying, yeah. everything. There's a line in my whole song that said the anger was my comfort, <laughs> soothing the heart's pain. You had every reason to. I angry. was so angry. You had every. But that's reason why, to I, be like angry. for so long, I know I didn't really tell, or at least it took me a while before I really told people that the breakup had even happened because mm-hmm. I was in so much denial. Denial. But I was in, But I was experiencing like. Okay, I was also saying this to another friend. Uh-huh. Um, But I remember when I told her <laughs> About uh-huh. it And I was like I'm not gonna lie I've been so angry for a long time And I was like I'm also gonna be honest as well And say that like Anger was like my favourite part It was my favourite I liked it because of how I reclaimed Anger For myself
2: Did I get angry?
3: Uh, I I was angry for like a
2: second But I it was more like Self-hatred I, wish I was angry. I should have actually, to be honest, I should be way more angry. I was so angry now that I deep a lot of shit that happened only a year ago. I, I should have so, been so, so angry. angry. But,
3: I but I feel like it doesn't
2: go anywhere. Like, it, if I was angry at this man, he would not care.
3: I think I look at that part of like uh, anger and that stage of anger with admiration because I think that for me, it set up the framework. Of standing up for myself now mm. in a more appropriate way. I don't def. I definitely don't condone. Ooh, I was really ready to fight anyone and everyone <laughs> at that time. I was ready to. And when I say fight, I mean physics. Like that fight. video of um. Which one? Oh, he's that
2: black comedian who passed away. He's just slapping people out when he gets on the train. I was just, just smacking them as they come by like one after the other and Honestly, they were just taking that shit I was
3: ready I was so ready to fight people but I think that I've that never seen you angry gave me the fuel and the fire to like stand up for myself
1: yeah because
3: I was like do you remember how angry you were do you know how like much like it was basically kind of like a don't hold back because this it was a mixture of like the and also feeling like the 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 unsettlingness of like the resentment because there was a lot Mm. of like anger anger was very much like tied to the resentment Mm -hmm. and just kind of being like this is what happens when you're not open and honest and try at least to communicate how you feel with other people like you need to start to communicate with other people you need to slow down and just kind of like figure out what's going on with yourself but it also was like really nice to just be angry and to tell people i am angry and i'm very upset Like, it was definitely very hard because it's not... It's not your natural... it's Yeah, it's not my... It's not within my nature to always be so, like, confrontational. Yeah, me too. And it was definitely a hard conversation to even to express to my parents. Like, Mm. I am not happy with how you are responding to this right now. Mm. But it was definitely needed and it definitely helped me to grow and to, yeah, just stand up for myself better because I think the 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 thing that I loved about the anger stage mm-hmm. was that anger and I think I said this in an episode anger felt like the only validating feeling and I think that being angry allowed me to feel validated in how I was feeling
2: because and you that, weren't in your relationship and, I, and right? I
3: didn't feel not necessarily within my relationship but just within myself period
4: mm. I didn't
3: feel like I had the right to, to feel be. the way that I did yeah. Or the right to be upset about any of the things that I did. But it was like, you can be upset. It's okay to be upset. Feel how you want to feel. I think also societally, you're not supposed to want to be angry as a black woman. Mm -mm. But that's why I really loved anger. Ooh, anger. It was very nice.
2: (laughs) I wish I was angry. It takes a lot to make me angry. I was more... Because I didn't have a problem speaking my mind and being confrontational in our relationship it Mm. was just the response to it like Mm. I was not I was not allowed to be angry I was not allowed to be upset Mm -hmm. it came to the point where like anything that I was feeling was just immediately shut down
4: Mm.
2: even like afterwards anything I was feeling it'd be like no and then later on be like actually you know what I was wrong you were right
4: Mm.
2: but like it's too late now the damage is done Mm. and that became a constant in our relationship where I just didn't say how I was feeling Mm. like even now no, you had like the post breakup conversation and you're like you know you hurt me da, 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 da. I don't even think that would be productive it it won't go anywhere mm. I generally generally with whom he is now
4: mm.
2: I don't think that he would acknowledge or take accountability for how he treated me and how he hurt me mm. I don't think he said anything wrong with it
3: do you think because this is like an age old question that a lot of people ask and talk about and think pieces and all that different stuff mm. but like do you think that closure or that post-breakup conversation is necessary? We've had so in, many in general, but then also specifically to you.
2: Specifically, yeah. Specifically for me, we've had so many, and they're all God. I could literally write down how that conversation would go. Mm. I would be saying things, and because I'm like we're the kind of people who, like, if we want you to understand us, we would say we will say how we're feeling mm-hmm. in such a way that you cannot misinterpret that. Mm-hmm. It got to the point where I wouldn't even want to talk to him on the phone. Or send voice notes. I want to write that shit down mm-hmm. so that you could, because I know him, he would go back and he would reread what I said mm. and be like, I'm so stupid because she actually did say that.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Why did I get so upset? And every single time we'd have an argument, I'll say exact. I'll write how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Then there'll be a phone call conversation. Mm-hmm. He'll, you know, disregard my feelings, trying to invalidate them. Mm-hmm. I'll start crying. he will hang up and then he'll call me the next morning or send me a, a message the next morning saying you were right. Or I overreacted.
4: Mm.
2: Or I've reread the message and you were right. Mm. Every single time. It just got to the point where he just did not want to hear what I had to say. Mm. Because he did not want to be confronted with how he treats me. He didn't want to be confronted with how he wronged me. Mm. He just didn't. He, In his mind, he wants to act as if, you know, everything was perfect and he was a perfect boyfriend.
4: Mm.
2: Even after we broke up. I asked him, I was just like, do you have any regrets in the relationships? Like, do you feel like you didn't try your best? And he said, yeah, I feel like I could have tried harder when we were together. Mm. But now I don't feel like, I feel like I did all that I could for us to Mm. to try and get better. And I was just thinking to myself, what are you talking, you've done absolutely nothing. (laughs) (laughs) But you do that, so you do it. was. I remember being like, there's your answer. Yeah. How, what else do you need to know? Mm. He was saying that not talking to me, not communicating with me for months on end, and then popping up every now and then, talking about how, 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 hi, how are you, was him doing his best mm. to try and fix or be friends.
3: But that's the thing, you just gotta. It's going Again. back to what we said before, you've gotta take people. Uh, yeah, as they are made. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just not gonna work. And as, as, as incomprehensible as it sounds, from obviously we are the same person. We literally. <laughs>
1: I'm just like, of course
3: yes. you're making perfect sense. But for some people and like, for, and that's not necessarily like a dig at other people. Cause this is something that I'm learning too, is that so many people have different perspectives of things. And like, Oh, I'll use this quote. Yeah. Because I will never forget this guy that said this in one of my lectures. at uni. <laughs> He was like, everybody has different perspectives. And he was just like, it's that and i think he was quoting something else but he was just like you know you could put there there could be like four people in the room and there's a letter on the table and one sees an e and one sees a w yeah and one sees an m and one sees the number three none of them are wrong they are all seeing a letter and they're all justified in what they are seeing but it's about seeing from the other people from different people's perspectives it may seem incomparable to you because everybody is like i mean the three people that are seeing letters could be like at least we're all seeing letters how are you seeing, seeing a number? number yeah but the other person is not wrong yeah. in how they think or still how they validate into
2: thinking they are still
3: validated in mm-hmm. how they are seeing it feeling it and i feel like that for me was like a a, a really big like aha uh-huh moment where i was like that's so true because it it was like that whole thing of like the 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 acceptance of somebody else's perspective and opinion isn't the absence of your own. A hundred percent. Yes, and I think that both in, can be true at the same time. Yeah, and in the, I think in the sense of like your ex and even my ex and also just people that are in within our lives is that like their perspective was not necessarily wrong. Yes. But it didn't serve the purpose of the relationship. Yeah. So it was like a you need to go your separate ways. Yeah. And I think that it's okay, this leads to my last question. Was it worth it? Was what worth it? Everything. Everything that you went through, experienced, learn. Was it worth it? I wish you could see Frida's face right now. <laughs> the optimist in me
2: who I live by wants to say yes Mm -hmm. however the me that was in that relationship and went through
3: all of that says hell no Mm. what about the you now the me now after not just the relationship but everything that's transpired since then that has led to now I think it's
2: it was a necessary evil
4: Mm-hmm.
2: No, let me not even say that. Let me not dismiss the feeling of love and being loved that I had in that relationship because I did, and I still do generally believe that we loved each other.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't regret any of that. That was worth it. To know what that feeling is and to have felt it mm-hmm. is something that was so beautiful and it's something that I want everyone to experience because it was just, it was so nice. Mm. It was so fun. Mm. And I want to feel that again with the me now. So I will say, unhappily, I'll say yes. It was worth it. Because I like me now. Mm. Me now is wiser, prouder of the work Mm. that I've done and I'm looking forward to the next relationship that I have to go in it with what I know now Mm. how I love now how Mm -hmm. I think now how I feel now that I feel like it will be a a, it will be a much more healthy fun experience because that's what I love I love more of the carefree fun before all of the unresolved daddy issues Mm -hmm. came into play Mm -hmm. and the next one whoever I'm going to be with next is going to get the, one of the best versions of me so far mm. and hopefully I can continue growing mm-hmm. I'm going to be way more selective next time mm. trust but yeah I th- I say it was worth it mm. it was a lot it was a lot maybe if it happened like maybe a year later <laughs> a year earlier or a year later I don't know but like the timing of it was just so shit mm. I don't think I don't think we had the best shot I think that's what kept me in that situation for so long because I generally thought that we didn't have the best shot at us or Mm. giving us a go am I opposed to giving it another shot in the future only if he has done the same amount of growing that I have done Mm. and that we're not necessarily different people but we're like the better version of ourselves Mm. and I was getting the best of him and he was getting the best of me then I think that that would be fun to try out, but right now, where I think he's at, from what I've seen and where I'm at, I don't think that it will work. Mm. I've done way too much growing the past
3: year. Way too much. Mm. Yeah. You know why I asked you that question? Why? Because several months ago. Yeah? Did you ask actually, me Actually, you know at the ending questions? of this year. No, I didn't ask you this question. You said to me, everything that has happened. None of it was worth it. I don't believe that I had to go. I think I remember saying. And I remember sitting there (laughs) and just looking at you because I I had also been in a similar situation. Like, I had a similar conversation with my sister where I was like, "None of this was worth it." I was like, "Not the songs, not the articles. I don't care. Like, none of it was worth it to, to, to what to be here now." And honestly, I got to a similar moment where I was like, I don't condone what happened. I don't condone my actions, their actions. I wouldn't wish on anyone. I would not wish heartbreak on my worst enemy. I would not wish that for anyone. But (laughs) am I happy that things transpired the way that they did? Yes. Did that relationship serve the purpose that it needed to in my life? I believe, God willing, yes. Yeah. And I am I happy where I am now? Yes. Oh, yeah. Do I hope also that, like the other party that was involved, is also in a better place and is where they yes. are there that they needed to be? Yes. Oh my god! But also, I've also accepted it's none of my business, and I don't need to know anything. But I know for myself that I'm happy. That I'm in a better place, and that as much as I it pains me because I know Sarah from a year ago is really side eyeing me and is you know, that angry Sarah, she's ready to punch <laughs> me. But I would say it was worth it, and so that's why I wanted to ask you because I do remember no, I remember you, being, you saying, to I remember me, being so mad, it was not worth it, and I was just like. I remember just being like, don't smile right now. Cause I was like, she's gonna get there, but give her the time.
2: No, I seriously, I remember, I remember this conversation. I was like, what was the reason? What so was the reason? You were so I, like, mad. Like, it was so unnecessary. Cause I was so, I was convinced like he knew that it was so unnecessary. Like, cause at the time I didn't want to be in a relationship. It was him.
4: Mm.
2: He was the instigator. It wasn't me. I was strict. Mm. I was bamboozled. I was promised things and I was not given. Mm. But now I'm like... Yeah, I guess... I guess I just... I love where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. I love where I am mentally. I, I feel... I feel like a feather. Mm. After feeling so heavy. Mm. And... I don't think that I would have got here if I did not go through mm. what I went through.
4: Mm.
2: It was like a domino effect. The relationship led mm. straight to the root of my problems and now hopefully moving forward whomever i'm with will get like i said earlier like a good version of me Mm -hmm. but yo heartbreak sucks sucks. heartbreak so so worst worst. worst. oh yo heartbreak sucks i just didn't know people could be so cold (laughs) I don't know I just don't I don't know I'm not a mean person so I always get a bit confused when someone like you think loves you is mean mm. you don't have to add that in but like no heartbreak I also I think because I was a lot older like I was what 22 when we started dating I'm mm-hmm. 24 now mm-hmm. so I was late to the game <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I just don't like these musty people in commentary <laughs> I was so adamant I was like, I'm not I'm not no, getting but, who is, with, no, but I'm who not who getting involved there? with, any, with anyone in Coventry there?
3: who is there
2: I don't mean to rag on Coventry but no but who's there I was like no no I rag on it's so small everybody knows everyone I've seen the same five people my whole life no but I'm just thinking like because I was a lot older and I think a lot of people experience heartbreak quite young
4: mm-hmm.
2: but I think it benefited me as well that I was older because mm-hmm. I don't think that I would have had such a big realization. I feel like I would have carried on the cycle
4: mm-hmm.
2: if I was younger
4: mm-hmm. and
2: I was dating. I probably would have gone to the next dude who probably would have been worse mm. with the same issues and then would be to worse outcomes. Mm. But because I was a lot older, because I was a lot older, I actually was like, no, 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 I can't. There's no way I'm jumping into the next.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I need to, we need to sort that, whatever that was out, because mm-hmm. I can't, I cannot mm-hmm. do that again. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah. To answer your question again, with the most definitive, yes. I know. I'm shook.
3: I'm shook too. I'm because shook. I really remember how
2: mad you not, were. I, was, I remember. I I remember. I was pissed. I think I told bad people. I was like, no. <laughs> But that's the thing. I want to go back in time the, and be like, no.
3: Because the thing is, is that I never even asked the question. I you just said just it. You just offered the answer. I said, no, oh, because
2: oh. I think cause it was on my mind. Mm. And I was just so fed up. I was like, I want to be over this. Like, I always say that. Mm. I want to be over this. I want to be over this. I want to be over this. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I don't think I'll ever be over it 100%. But I'm managing it mm-hmm. a whole lot better. Mm. And time heals, man. Mm. Time heals always it's crazy what happens in a year
3: I feel like time heals all wounds if you're in active participation
2: yeah like if you're not in denial yeah or you're actively working against progress if you're
3: just kind of like okay just let the time go by and not doing anything I think for a while I was against it
4: Mm.
2: a little bit that makes that it could make things a bit more messy because you're trying to quicken the healing process and it's like it's nothing that can be quickened you can't Mm -hmm jump to the next stage it's mm-hmm. so grueling because you just have to keep working mm. and it's never gonna end sarah this whole working on yourself never ends because oh when god. one thing is resolved i swear another one comes up
3: another thing comes up you're like
2: oh sh- i didn't know this about myself oh let's my unpack god. this and it's
3: just something never ending. something else comes in your life and you're like oh my god you mean i still have to do this work i cannot just have a break no.
2: I was listening to Shan's podcast And the couple was talking They're in an open relationship And they were talking about how The only reason why the open relationship works Is because they're both doing the work themselves Mm. To make themselves better people Mm. For each other Mm. And I was like There's the answer Mm. You don't need to come into a relationship Whole or fixed
4: Mm. You just have to come
2: into the relationship Willing Mm. to not only work on yourself but to help each other when you need to help each other
3: and I think that's where our downfall is as humans period we're no. not willing
2: no we're not willing you can't one you can't even give yourself the grace
3: you think you can give somebody else
2: you can't you mean you're gonna no mm. you're so horrible to yourself you think you're gonna be patient towards someone else mm. baby come, no mm. it's just not gonna work mm. So it really is now, I'm like, okay, relationships cool calm. But, like, I'm going to be focusing on me. Mm. I hope I keep that energy in a relationship or out of a relationship. I'm going to be reading. I'm going to be listening to podcasts. I'm going to be journaling the hell out of my journals.
4: Mm.
2: I'm going to be taking time to myself. Like, I really hope for future me, if you're listening, you keep... Your individuality when you're in your relationship. Mm. You don't allow yourself to get caught up in, mm-hmm. in their world. And it can be easy because you want to be there for someone. Mm. But that love and that want to be there for someone should not overshadow yourself and the needs and the wants of yourself. Yeah. And I really hope I remember that. Because yeah. it can be so easy, especially when you're like a giver. I think because we're just so giving, mm. that's how you show your love. Like giving mm-hmm. who was it it was a youtuber who? cindy she's got blue eyes black girl with blue ah, eyes yeah yeah, yeah she yeah, did yeah, an yeah, update yeah. recently oh my god did you we wa- she interested? got divorced
3: divorce
2: i know i was so shocked i was shocked, <laughs> I was shocked. I was shocked. <laughs> she gasped i was like no i what
3: watched, watched it i said what
2: even marshall watched but then
3: school. i was like none of my business i was like you no no
2: i was like to be fair but she talked about how she's she has so much... I love this so much because it was me. She has so much self-love, right? She has so much love and kindness for herself that when other people around her or in her relationship don't have it, she gives and she gives. Mm. To the extent where sometimes she forgets to keep some for herself. Mm. So then she's completely depleted. She doesn't have any left. And she's not looking for the person she's been giving to to give
4: mm-hmm.
2: some back and then because they're not able to give their self love because they don't have any Mm. she then becomes resentful Mm
4: -hmm.
2: so you don't have you're not being loved the way you want to be loved and you're resentful that's Mm. like the worst thing you can be Yeah. and it's like when you're in relationships you forget to be selfish a little bit Mm. because you want to give you want to give you want to make this person happy but what about you? Mm. you need to be your own happiness too Mm -hmm. that's such a cliche but it's true
3: it's true it's true i always used to say like um what's that saying where it's like you can't love someone until you love yourself i i found out that you can love somebody if you don't love yourself yeah you sort not love them right but you can't love them right and you can't love them to the best of your ability and your capacity that you can, mm. and so you Which do is what yourself they yeah. and the other person a 100%, injustice 100%, 100%. by not loving yourself. Yeah. Even though you are still loving them.
2: Yeah. And you want to love someone to the max. Mm-hmm. You want to be loved by someone to the max. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want to be loved with all of? Mm-hmm. Of what someone wants to give you. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want that? And you'd want to give them that too. Mm
3: so then as we draw this episode to a close what are your final remarks because I feel like we've been on final remarks for so long long. but (laughs) but as you summarise everything that has been said what are your closing thoughts
2: it's okay to have daddy issues but that can't be the reason that your relationships don't work Mm. you have to acknowledge your shit Mm mhm and you have to work through it Mm -hmm. for your sake and for everyone else around you's sake Mm. if you want healthier, happier relationships you need to work through your shit to be patient with yourself Mm. it's a journey it's a process it might feel like you're taking a hundred steps back but you're still going forward Mm -hmm. and that's all that matters you're doing the work Mm -hmm. and people struggle to even start Mm and be consistent with it
3: mm-hmm.
2: like it's forever it's a forever thing mm. but you'll be better for it yeah For the third thing get you good friends <laughs> curious get you some good friends cause honestly I don't know mm-hmm. I don't know why I would do without my friends a good support system I really don't know a what good I community. would do I feel like That's a privilege. This is the closest I've ever been with my friends in my whole life. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: The last year has been the closest. Mm -hmm. And everyone has been so consistent and supportive. And I'm so glad that I have so many good friends.
4: Mm.
2: Not just one or two, I have like so many. Mm. And we communicate so well.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: And we love each other so well. And we're Mm -hmm. so patient with each other. Like, I don't even know if I can get into a relationship with someone if they're not going to love me. The same way that my friends love me, Mm -hmm. because I'm being loved so well already. Mm -hmm. What are you adding to -hmm. my life now? Mm -hmm. I have everything I need. Mm. It's gonna be really hard. Yeah. So you have to come correct, Mm. or don't come at all. Period. Period.
3: Thank you, Frida, for being on this episode. Thank you for your openness. Thank you for your honesty and your vulnerability. Um, it is a pleasure and it is a privilege to not just have you on this episode, but to also have you as a friend. So thank you for sharing that with us and sharing that with the whole audience. I know it wasn't easy, but I'm grateful that you did. Um, in reflection of this episode and while listening and editing to this episode, I think the thing that really got me was kind of looking at our parental relationships And I know, I know what you're thinking. We say it all the time, but I don't actually think that we're ever really prepared for the reality how our parental relationships actually impact our future relationships. The relationships or the lack thereof that we have with our parental guardians really do impact how we perceive, how we respond and how we react in future relationships. And I think it's important that we don't just, you know, know and recognize this as, you know, blah, 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 Freud, blah, 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 psychoanalyzing, but that we're aware of it and that we're almost ready to acknowledge that, you know, it will affect us. We really do have to be aware and ready to do the work that we need to, the work to care for ourselves, to give ourselves the things that we were not necessarily given when we were younger. um, Just in order to protect ourselves and also to protect other people from becoming collateral damage that, you know, that they don't need to be. And I think that was definitely a big takeaway because I think that's, that's something that I'm currently thinking about in my own relationships with my parents because... You start to see them, as Frida says, as as normal human beings, as flawed human beings. And that's okay, because, you know, all of us are not perfect. But I think it is a, a transition and a movement in this whole, like, adult life that you're never really prepared for. But yeah, what did you learn from this episode? What are your takeaways Let me know. And you can let me know by following Miseducate on social media. The information will be in the description box below. Additionally, so will the Miseducate blog where you can now listen to these episodes along with a few additional notes from yours truly. And while you're there, don't forget to add your email to the subscription list so you don't miss out on new posts. And lastly, continue to watch read, listen, educate and then re-educate yourselves. Make sure to rate, review on Apple Podcasts and now Spotify and share this podcast with a friend and tune in next time for another discussion on the Miss Educate Podcast.